Welcome to the Inside Scoop, everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm David Owen. Tell your friends that they can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or simply searching the phrase, the Inside Scoop podcast. They might appreciate having this resource and we wouldn't want them to miss out. Cobb strives to make sure that every student is college and career ready. That is, each graduate has the academic foundation sufficient to give them the choice between the pursuit of a career after graduating or attending a college or university for further education. Some students are able to handle the academic workload they've already encountered and are capable of handling college-level work while still in high school. Here to discuss the opportunity is Dr. Andrew Kutcher, Supervisor for Cobb's K-12 Advanced Learning Programs. Welcome back to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. Dual enrollment, as it's called, is an intriguing opportunity that I think many parents may not be aware of. So let's start with the basics. What are those dual things, the two things that students are simultaneously enrolled in? Sure, that's a good question. So dual enrollment allows a student to take courses that qualify for both college and high school credit. So the the dual enrolled piece refers to enrollment in both high school and college at the same time. Is this the same as the uh, what used to be known as the move on when ready uh, option? Yes, that's correct. So the the name has changed back to dual enrollment, but it is the same program as the move on when ready program. What are the advantages of doing this uh, dual enrollment? I think the biggest advantage for students is that they have an opportunity to begin earning college credits while still in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the kind of secondary pieces go along. First, it's a free program. So that's something that is very appealing to a lot of families. Yes. Uh, Let's let's rewind, repeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is astounding to me. Uh, You're in high school and going to college at the same time for free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is huge. And it's, you know, it kind of at least speaks in part to George's understanding of of the need to, you know, provide students with those post-secondary experiences while still in high school, mm-hmm. allowing for them to maybe more easily matriculate to college. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So what are the costs involved? I mean, uh you know, you say free, but I was told a long time ago there's no such thing as free. So yeah, that's true, right? So, so yeah, what hidden costs might a, a family uh, expect to encounter if they're doing dual enrollment? Right. There may be some things like parking fees for parking on the college campuses that a student needs to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a student's taking a lab course, there may be some additional materials that students going to have to pay for mm-hmm. out of their own pocket. But in general. All the textbooks and, and, you know, access to teachers and resources on campus are, are going to be free for these students. Oh, the textbooks, too. I didn't realize that. Yes. That's, uh, <laughs> folks, if you if you aren't familiar with the college expenses, textbooks are, can be a huge part of it. Absolutely. Like a couple of hundred per book. Correct. Times, right? Correct. All right. So what colleges and universities can uh, students select to uh, to attend? So really, um, any of the colleges in in Georgia are going to be participating in this. And and if you look on any of the college websites, they're going to have a portion of their website dedicated to their dual enrollment department. Mm -hmm. Um, But really here in Cobb, last year, I think we had students enroll about 14 different colleges and universities. Kennesaw State and Chattahoochee Technical Colleges is where the majority of our students here in Cobb are participating in dual enrollment. Sure. But we also make use of Georgia Military College, make use of uh, Georgia State. Um, So there's a lot of the big schools in the the state that are going to be providing dual enrollment courses for our students. 
Okay, so uh, you, you mentioned a couple that are not exactly in our backyard. Uh, how uh, is transportation provided? <laughs> That's a very, very good question. So transportation is is not provided. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, so the way that students are able to access some of those colleges and universities that are a little bit farther away is through online courses, which is, okay. you know, a very appealing option for those families that don't have transportation but do have students that feel that they're capable of handling that college workload. Okay. And, uh, but that, that also, I would guess, limits what you can take at that, that uh, school, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I would say here is that any student who's going to be involved in dual enrollment is going to have to have a pretty good relationship with the dual enrollment counselor at their high school. And they are the people that can help the students navigate through the Georgia Futures website, which is where all of the college courses that are eligible for dual enrollment are listed. So they oh. are found in one spot. Okay. So now you've touched on something very important. Um, Am I hearing you say that you might be able to go to another, uh, go to a college or university, but you can't just pick from any of their courses. You have to specifically pick from a set list of courses, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, one of the things is dual enrollment is an excellent opportunity, mm -hmm. uh, but still, students are still going to be held to the, the same graduation requirements as anybody else. So they have to select carefully those courses that are going to still satisfy the graduation requirements. Mm-hmm. And allow them to, to take those college courses. And there are definitely a defined set of courses that are eligible for dual enrollment funding. It is not every college course on every college campus that is eligible for dual enrollment. Okay. You, you mentioned dual enrollment funding. Is this, how does this impact the Hope or Zell Miller scholarship funding? Is it related to that? So that's a good question. So it is not. So Students that take dual enrollment courses, the dual enrollment course does appear on both their high school and their college transcript. Mm -hmm. And the uh, the the GPA uh, is affected at the high school level the same way as it would be for any other course. But the college credits that are completed through dual enrollment do not uh, impact the HOPE GPA or the ZELL GPA when they go to college. You don't get any so-called bonus points or quality points for doing this when it comes to the Zell Miller or Hope scholarship calculation. Is that right. So I, I guess what I was trying to uh, hint at is that the you don't get an early start on your Hope GPA or your Zell okay. GPA here, right? So you kind of start over from scratch the same way you would anybody else who's moving on to college. Mm -hmm. To kind of hit on your second piece, though, about is there any benefit to these courses. Um, when the HOPE GPA is calculated by the state, if a student stays inside Georgia to go to college, mm -hmm. um, dual enrollment courses are offered a little bit of additional weight uh, in terms of their overall HOPE GPA. They get a half a quality point for the HOPE GPA qual um, calculation the same way that an AP course would. Oh, okay. All right. So it's it's not moot on that that point then. When it comes to the the the, uh, the, the student, who, who do you see as the best type of student? Who would you say is a good candidate for this dual enrollment? Yeah, so a student is going to have to be pretty responsible to be a good dual enrollment student. So you're, you're looking at somebody who's going to be a high school age student who's going to have the full responsibility of being a college student. So it's somebody mm -hmm. who's going to be organized and willing and eager and, and be able to take their own initiative to kind of converse with their professors of these courses, mm -hmm. need to understand why they're interested in dual enrollment, really be flexible, mature, self-advocate. 
uh, good at time management. That's a big, mm. big key. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they're going to have to be a student who's eligible for college admission, which means in, in the case of dual enrollment, they're going to have to have a qualifying score on either the ACUPACE or ACT, SAT, PSAT. Um, and those eligibilities, uh, the requirements do change a little bit from school to school. Okay. So we are talking about actually being admitted to that college or university. So they still have to jump through hoops on, on those counts. They, they do. So they're okay. still going to have to meet the, you know, entrance qualifications for the schools where they intend to dual enroll. So once a student becomes a dual enrollment student, does that increase their chances for college acceptance after high school graduation? That's, you know, that's a, it's a good question and it's a little bit of a tricky question to answer. Mm -hmm. I, I would kind of answer it like this. I think that any student who's going to be a, applying to colleges to, to go to earn a two-year or four-year degree mm -hmm. um, will be viewed favorably by the admissions decisions committee when they have some post-secondary experience already on their transcript. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the performance in those classes is going to be uh, one piece of the puzzle. Sure. Um, but knowing that you have students who have been involved in rigorous academic opportunities, uh, sometimes above and beyond what their local schools are going to be able to offer them mm -hmm. is something that I think would be a feather in your cap as you're headed off and, and trying to apply to some uh, post-secondary institutions. So from their standpoint, uh, a student is a little bit more of a known quantity at that point. I think so. And, and again, you know, it, it really depends on the the college or university that a student is applying to. So it's one of those things where the advice is always going to be to work very closely with your high school counselor, mm -hmm. dual enrollment counselor at your high school, and also really be seeking out advice from the colleges and universities that you're looking to apply to after high school to see how they view these credits. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times we look at a program that's offered within COP schools, such as dual enrollment, and think that it's only Cobb that's making decisions. But here we actually are just partnering with these schools or universities, and they still have the autonomy or sovereignty, I guess, of uh, whether or not they accept the student and how they handle the student's uh, attendance and so forth, right? It's true. So kind of one of the distinctions that we always talk about is, is saying that, you know, while a student may have earned these dual enrollment credits, mm -hmm. uh, it's still up to the college or university to accept the student to determine whether those credits are going to transfer. Oh, wow. That, that's very uh, insightful, uh, to say the least. Now, let's say that somebody listening to this podcast says, okay, that does it. I think my kid is ready to, to take this step. How do they go ahead and get started on the dual enrollment journey, so to speak? Sure. So there really is kind of a process for applying for dual enrollment. Mm -hmm. So the, the first thing you're going to have to do is attend your local high school's mandatory dual enrollment information session. Mandatory. Uh, yeah. Every school is going to require students to come to that so that they understand what the responsibility is for the student, both on Cobb County's end of things and the college and university ends of end of things. Mm -hmm. They're going to need to review any admission requirements for the, the college where they would like to dual enroll, and they're going to have to apply to the college and be accepted. Um, they'll need to request an official transcript be sent from their high school to the college. They'll have to submit their, you know, SAT, ACT, PSAT, or ACUPLACER scores directly to the college. 
and then meet with their high school counselors to complete the required paperwork. That's so there just, are quite just a few like forms. Attending a college after mm-hmm. after high school. That's yep. just you're starting earlier. That's exactly. Exactly. And and there are some forms that students will need to be aware of. So besides the completed college application, there there's a form called the student participation agreement, which our students need to fill out every semester that they are dual enrolled with their high school counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a student advisement agreement that's coming up in a local school agreement as well. And there's a Georgia Futures online funding application. And that's what helps to uh, make sure that these are free courses for these students to make use of. Okay. So when it comes to funding and college, that every parent just cringes, no, of course. <laughs> braces for impact. Uh, I, I have a couple of older students who've already uh, gone through this stage of life. And I just remember the, uh, the horrible term FAFSA mm-hmm. it gives every uh, parent who's had kids uh, attend college, just uh, the shutters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Is that a part of this situation or is that really not involved at this level? So the FAFSA is still going to be a piece of your normal college application. But when okay. we're looking towards dual enrollment, that's not a piece that we need to worry about. Okay. Okay. So breathe easy, parents. <laughs> is there anything else that might be helpful to uh, to folks? Like, uh, do you have any uh, deadlines coming up that they might need to be aware of? Yeah. So we do have deadlines here in Cobb and, and we put, we set our deadlines so that we can make sure that our students have the best opportunity to actually get into the courses that they would like to at the colleges and universities where mm-hmm. they're going to dual enroll. Mm-hmm. So for students who are applying for uh, dual enrollment in the spring, we have a November 1st deadline here in Cobb. Mm-hmm. One thing to be aware of is some of the college application deadlines may actually be before that November 1st deadline. So something to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for students who are planning to take advantage of dual enrollment in the summer or in the fall semesters, we have a May 1st deadline for the application. So you are, by imposing that deadline, you're actually helping students and parents stay tuned in to what the college or uh, university may may require of you timing-wise. Correct. Well, we've been listening to Dr. Andrew Kutcher. Andrew, thank you so much for the insights. Uh, This is a a phenomenal program I can speak to personally. I have a a student who is doing this very thing, and I'm just so thankful for the financial savings that it's giving our family. You can learn more about Cobb School's dual enrollment program by visiting the district website at www.cobbk12.org. Just click on that little magnifying glass search icon in the upper right and enter dual enrollment. It'll lead you right to it. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.